0: Welcome back, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Burks. It's Thursday, July 7th, but you're probably listening to this on Friday, July 8th. In fact, I know you are because I didn't upload this dang podcast until Friday. So happy Friday to all of you. Steve and I just got done recording. We have a fantastic show today talking about the NFC Conference of the NFL, going over what we think of the respective divisions in the NFC, who we think is going to rise to the top, Maybe some things to think about as we move forward to the 2022 NFL season and look to bet it and to keep on winning. Steve is, of course, my Circa winning partner, fifth place last year in Circa 114K cash prize, looking to have a repeat performance. Him and I this year are putting in two entries into the Circa Millions contest. So can't wait for that and can't wait for you guys to listen to this podcast with Steve and I talking about the NFC. Let's start off. With some business first, this show is being sponsored by BetRivers.com for a 100% sign up bonus up to $250. Please use the promo code Farley odds terms, conditions, and locations apply again, a hundred percent sign up bonus up to $250. That's a lot of money. Please use the promo code Farley odds. Follow me at Farley bets across all social media, social social media. Uh, as well as my articles and podcasts here at the Odds Breakers. You can also get my premium packages. They're up now on my page at the Odds Breakers for the entire NFL season. Also for the entire NFL and NBA season, if you want a big-time discount. You know, we win a lot in the NBA. Career, 57%. uh, Win percentage, that's over two seasons. over I believe it's over 900 plays. That's a lot of wins. Over 130 units won. So looking forward to another winning year in the NBA as well. Check out my NFL and NBA packages over there at the Ozbreakers. And also check out the same packages for Steve, Bobo Bets. That's at B-O-H-B-O-H-Bets on Twitter. Steve has packages up at the Ozbreakers now too for the NFL season or for his NFL and soccer package, which would take you from August to May. Uh, all of his picks in football and soccer. So that's exciting. Steve had a good year. In soccer, finishing up uh, before the summer. And of course, we know he's pretty damn good in the NFL too, because he wouldn't have won circuit with me if he won. So check out Steve at the Odds Breakers as well and follow us at the Odds Breakers, at the Odds Breakers across all social media and at theoddsbreakers.com, where the content for sports betting to help you guys win more of your bets is absolutely constant. All right, let's get to the show here. Me and Steve talking the NFL, talking the NFC conference. Let's get it on. That's better. Right. Yeah, Steve was saying, right before we went live. Steve was saying that the internet has been working like we're in you know Silicon Valley up until twelve o'clock, and it's you know then you started it started to stutter a little bit. But we're trying here, to, Steve. We're live.
1: Yeah, trying to. Um, fit- figured it out it's like our day one getting all the kinks out before the season starts. So it's good.
0: That's right. That's right. Somehow we had no co- connectivity issues all last season.
1: None, none at all. The and only
0: issue is I had to piss during the show a few times.
1: trying to get rid of this fan right now. That's what I'm doing <laughs> in the background, but
0: yeah, no, no, I can't hear that at all. Hey, hey Steve, if anyone's watching, Ooh. I wonder if they can tell who, who we, who we side with in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, up until, up until this day, uh, like, how are we friends? Let's right. Say, I mean,
1: well, it's because you're a closeted uh, Eagles fan a little bit, I think. <laughs> <No>, yeah,
0: <you're> right. <laughs> I grew up in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, so Steve loves to say that. The Eagles were on my TV every Sunday, whether I wanted it or not. Uh, so I probably knew a little too much about them. But And and, and it's true, too. I probably should have been because those were the years that Donovan McNabb was, you know, and your Eagles were beating our ass every every season. Yeah, but you guys were
1: winning Super Bowls, to be fair, so... Later,
0: <laughs> later, but not when I was growing up. Yeah, you know, true. I would, I would, I would, I would skip school on Mondays very often after in, uh, a Giants-Eagles <laughs> game. But let's get to it because I know you got a lot going on. So do I. We'll try to make this somewhat short, but God, that's tough for us when we talk NFL. No, really. We'll talk is. about this. yeah. Let's talk about the NFC conference and again, just to reiterate from the opening, follow Steve at Bobo Bets. That's B-O-H B-O-H Bets. Uh, and follow me at Farley Bets. We are circa winners from last year, fifth place, 114k cash prize, and we're going to get back at it again, get after it again. Um, Steve, I mean, I don't see any reason why we we don't just win all the contests. Why? Why not? Why not?
1: <laughs> we just got to stick stick to the same pr- uh, process. Uh, as I've said, that was last year, and now it's uh it's it's what have you done for me lately? That's so right. let's uh humble ourselves a little bit to be started this year and get back to work. And I'm looking forward to it to see what we can uh, accomplish this year.
0: Yeah. We have to try to garner that same energy of, you know, trying to prove something, trying to, you know, silence the naysayers, even though I don't know if there's any naysayers of Bobo Bets and Farley Bets, but that's the feeling that you have to have that edge, right? Yeah. You got to, yeah, yeah probably the um, edge that Aaron Rodgers needs to have late in the postseason. But anyway, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, so let's talk about our division first, Steve, the NFC East. Um, I know you're you're digesting a lot of uh, Philly sports radio, Philly's sports content. I know your city is excited, and I think you have good reason to be excited. Uh, the, the win total for the Eagles has, has moved up in most books from 8.5 to 9.5. So the, the movement is very real. The hype is real. How do you feel about your Eagles heading into the season, and do you think you guys can compete for an NFC East title?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's pretty insane to you know go from a rebuilding year as we thought last year was going to be to now having, as you said, a nine and a half over under win total. So it kind of shows the the jumps and the, the the moves that they've made and the belief that you know even Vegas has in Jalen Hurts and this team now. Um, do the Eagles can the Eagles compete? Absolutely. I don't see why they can't compete. Um, I've said it many times on different podcasts with Kiev. Uh, it's going to come down for me the talent in Jalen Hurts' uh, accuracy and getting the ball downfield on target because that's one thing I think that was really um, that we really saw struggling. And also, just hoping the team keeps their head, not getting a little ahead of themselves. You know, Miles Sanders has made some comments about this feels like an all-star team. AJ Brown kind of checked them a little bit this uh, this past week. Uh, letting them know, like, we haven't earned anything yet. So yeah. hearing that kind of leadership kind of makes me feel, uh, you know, this team could be special. Uh, but, you know, I think as Eagles fans, they have had that dream team uh, experience before the one summer with Vince Young saying that. And that team kind of, I think, only may have gotten four wins that year, five wins that year. So I, I, I think it they're they're going in the right direction. Everyone keeps saying it. It's all on Jalen Hurts, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, of course it's good, you know, it's always gonna be on the quarterback and a quarterback league. But God, you guys have so much going for you. Um, I when I look at your offense, it's a, it's all about speed, right? You have Miles Sanders, you've got Devontae Smith. Um, who's Quez Watkins, right? That's the draft right. pick. Uh, Quez- that wow. dude is yeah, he's speed. I mean, he's at least gonna create some separation in space. Um, you know, and then you still have Dallas Goddard, one of the best tight ends in the game right now. So on, on, offense there's really not any excuse for Jalen hurts. The one thing I'll say about him is he has the perfect mentality for Philly. He's a fighter. I don't think he's going to take all the hype. You know, I don't think it's going to affect him, and it's going to, you know, affect his mindset, right? He's a worker. He's a fighter. He said to fight for everything. Um, so you know, is the arm talent there as much as your elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Probably not. But when you have that kind of work ethic right like a Lamar Jackson does etc you can improve a lot of aspects of your game and that that feels like that's where Jalen Hurts is headed uh that that draft pick a few years ago n- not n- not such a shady draft pick now is it <laughs> so uh no, no not at all some good depth there for Philly so and plus you guys by a lot of rankings have at least a top three offensive line um and you got the you still have so many guys on defense I mean you got Bradbury Got him from the Giants. Slay, Riddick, Fletcher Cox resigned, of course. So you got the experienced leaders on defense too, man. I would wish you luck, but I'm a New York Giants fan. So let me talk about the New York Giants. Uh, I'm not going to get on the bandwagon of the hype train for the New York Giants because I know how that usually goes. Uh, but if there was any year to get a little bit excited about the rebuild, about at least the direction that the franchise is headed, I do think that it, it that starts now. Brian Dayball, he, he's a he's a people's coach and he's a players' coach. Uh, he's the exact opposite of Joe Judge, who was you know making coaches like run sprints in practice. Uh, you know Brian Dayball approaches it the kind of way that I think these New York Giants players need. Uh, you know he's he's an ex quarterback coach right from Alabama, offensive coordinator with the Bills. Very creative mind. I think he can maximize Saquon. And he can maximize some of the talent that the Giants do have on offense, which does give less excuses for Daniel Jones. So, again, like Hurts, a lot of this is going to be on Jones, not turning the ball over, maturing in his decision making, and just having more confidence in his playmaking ability. I think Brian Dayball can really add something there for him. But, you know, ultimately, obviously, he's the one on the field. Um, So, you know, the Giants historically the past few years, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Their defense has kept them competitive, but they lost some guys. They did pick up some great guys um, in the draft. I like Evan Neal on their offensive line. That's what they need. I like Thibodeau. He's a special talent, a special energy. So it could give a boost to that Giants D line. But there's just a lot, you know, a lot of TBD on the Giants defense. Although I do like that Don Wink Martindale is our defensive coordinator now, obviously brings some great expertise from Baltimore and should bring a more aggressive passing attack, which is that's what the Giants have always been all about, right? Since LT, They get after the quarterback. That's how they stop teams. And then they have at least decent enough offenses to stay in these games. So um, I have faith that the Giants are going to have a better season, uh, but their win total is probably right around seven, seven and a half, I believe. Um, So I'm not putting any money on the Giants getting over that, especially with the Eagles getting better. What do we think about the Cowboys and the Commanders, Steve? Do we think the NFC East as a whole is getting better? Should the Cowboys still be the favorite?
1: Yeah, I think Cowboys are still the favorite, uh, despite, you know, uh, having to move on from uh, Amari Cooper. You know, I think that is going to take a a bit of a hit on them. CeeDee Lamb is going to elevate to their number one now. I've seen some key drops from him in the past. Not really sure if he's going to be that guy that could take on that number one role uh, role or not. But I I still think they have the pieces around them talent-wise on offense uh, they really focused this off season on building back their uh, defense, bringing um, some uh, key players, re-signing them back in. And I think they are still the team to beat in the NFC East. But as we know, I think what is it dating back to 2004? Uh, not a uh, no team won the NFC East twice in a row. So can they break yeah. that curse this year? I, I, I do think they are the team to beat. And as for the commanders, you know, what is Carson Wentz? You know, you can make so many excuses for him. Someday he looks great. He looks like the league MVP. And then he goes against the Jaguars and lays an egg. When the playoffs are on the line to get in the playoffs? So that team for me, they're going to give people trouble. I think they're going to be a good ATS team, but I wouldn't want to bet their wins totals. Cause I could still see them falling flat and being like a six win team or five win team this year as well.
0: Yeah. The, uh, Commanders, they got bumped up half a wins. Um, you know, they have the third easiest schedule in the in the league. Of course, the NFC East, that's the thing about the NFC East too, right? One of the easiest schedules in the NFL, they play the AFC South and the NFC North, which is which is you know are are projected again to be two of the um weaker divisions in football. Um, uh, but you know, now you can get we saw some juice on the Commanders at, at eight on on the under, but now that's kind of um, even. So that juice movement is an indication of under money. I would still want to go under with the Commanders, uh, but don't have too much to add to what you said about the Cowboys. They should be there again. I trust in Dan Quinn. I think that he's a great defensive coach and defensive mind, and they got some guys now with Micah Parsons and you know Van Der Esch. Uh, Lawrence is back, but you know that offense might take a little bit of a hit. I mean, they lost some guys on the line. Zeke just hasn't been the same Zeke now for like a few years. And you're right, there's a lot on C.D. Lamb to kind of hold that passing attack up. Um, so we'll see. You know, Dak has always had a ton of weapons. He still does, but I do think that they're they're slightly worse on offense now. And, you, you know, you think about teams like the Giants who could be a little better, like the Eagles, who everybody expects to be better. So I, I at least hope it's it's a more competitive NFC East division. Let's move on to another division in the NFC. How about the NFC North? Uh, Obviously, the Packers are projected to be on top again. You know, we're talking about a team who, even though they're without Devontae Adams, they covered 11 out of 13 of their first games last season, right? They were a covering machine after that first loss against the Saints. That was a really weird loss um, in week one. Uh, But I don't know, Steve. I'll just start by saying this. I think the Vikings – could be a little feisty this year. I'm the last person to believe in Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know, Kirk Cousins under the bright lights. I've seen the Giants when they were a bad team when Kirk Cousins played on at that point at the Redskins. Uh you know, the Giants would just dominate him on like mon you know, Monday night football, Sunday night football because he 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 doesn't do well in those situations, but I like Kevin O'Connell as as their new coach, you know, former Rams offensive coordinator. Uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson is already saying that he has more faith in him as a coach. He's going to give a boost to their offense, create more of a passing attack. And dude, on paper, they still got guys on defense, so they're going to be formidable. They're going to be good enough, but on paper, their offense, I mean, it's got to be one of the best offenses in the NFC, right? You got Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook is a workhorse running back, Adam Thielen, uh, you know, Irv Smith is, is, is a talented tight end, right? He's getting better. Uh, I mean, this is an offense that should be able to produce at a high level. Now, maybe that's something we've always said about the Vikings. So maybe it's another year where they stumble towards the end. But at eight and a half, nine, I think I think it might be worth a play on the Vikings over. Um, for me, anyway, I've made that play. And I think they could keep things really feisty with the Packers. Not, not much to say about the Lions and the Bears, although I could see the Lions being a covering machine this year, even, even more so than last year, right? They had some good covering spots. Uh, but what do you got on the NFC North and your projections? Um, no, I honestly, I think
1: this is the year that you could definitely take a shot on the Vikings to win this, this division. You know, we're going to see a, a Packers team without Devonte Adams. They, uh, you know, they're going to have to be starting a rookie wide receiver that they took in the second round, I believe. Uh, was it from North Dakota state? Am I correct on that? I forget. Yeah. Um, but right. you know, you know, Rogers is going to really have to even more so, lead this team, kind of get a feeling like we saw in that Arizona Green Bay game without Devonte Adams and their receipt and the receivers was pretty uh desolated for them. You know, he's gonna have to really step up and show why he's this league MVP. And with a new coach with the Minnesota and all that talent like we've talked about, like why is this team on paper not producing like we think they should for like Minnesota every bit of should have been in the playoffs last year with that talent. And so maybe it was just coaching. So Kevin O'Connell coming in new system, uh, maybe a new, a new era, maybe for, for the Vikings there. And hopefully Kirk cousins, show us, show us what you're made of. Cause you have no excuses on that team as for lions. You know? Yeah. I like, I like lions because I feel like we always talk about a Dan Campbell. They're going to have that, that high school mentality and give every team every week their best bears are, kind of up in the air for me. I don't know where they're going to be. I could see it just completely falling apart for them. And maybe I think their wind totals at like six right now, six and a half. And yeah, I, yep. yeah, the more I've been thinking about it, I think you would want to maybe lean more on the under for that. So I wouldn't be shocked if the lions maybe actually finished above the bears this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing I'll say about the bears is uh, Kiev who most of you know from the Oddsbreakers podcast, huge Bears fan. I don't know anyone who knows the Chicago Bears better than Kiev. And he made a play on the under a long time ago. And the underplay on Chicago has been one of the more popular future bets uh, for the sports folks, and I think for good reason. I mean, just there's so little talent on that offense. There's going to be a lot on uh, Justin Fields' shoulders again. Um, and with the Vikings getting better and some of the opponents that they have to face this year, it's going to be a rough road for Chicago to get seven wins the under is going to be juiced at this point, but even if it goes to six, I would be still in favor of that under, and I think that's a really good play. Um, along with the Falcons, I think the Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, in my opinion. Okay, let's move on to the um, NFC South, Steve. We got the Bucks with a Tom Brady who, you know, I guess he spends a little time with the family and was like, nah, I think I missed football already <laughs> and, uh, you know, decided to come back. He, you know, retired for like a few weeks. Um, and and here come the Saints though, right? They're without Sean Payne, uh, you know, but they bring in de- Dennis Allen, who's been their defensive coordinator, has, has a, a great – a lot of defensive talent there. Uh, he has a great history with the Saints. Uh, they're – they're I mean, as far as a talented roster goes, the Saints, you could argue, are, de- are a top five roster in the NFL – on offense and defense now you know one asterisk there right is that alvin uh Kamara is going to be suspended for maybe the first half of the season i don't think we know how many games just yet uh but they still got some guys they drafted chris olave uh jarvis landry coming over there is you know always a very dependable wide receiver for them michael thomas coming back and Jameis winston how can we not – I mean, how can we not be excited for some big Jameis Winston games? The guy has LASIK eye surgery. He can actually see down the field now. And, if a, you know, he's coming off the injury. He's been banged up. But Jameis has been – you know, you see the training videos and everything. He has the potential to still be a starting quarterback long-term in the NFL, I think. And he's in a great system to be able to do it. So, you know, I, th- I think the Saints are going to be feistier than people think um let's see where's their where's their win total their win total is at eight right now with the under uh is uh plus money so i mean i wouldn't want to go under for the saints but of course they're going up against tom brady and the Bucs with arguably maybe the best roster in the nfl on offense and defense um and you know the panthers i guess we got to talk about them too steve because they just signed baker mayfield who apparently i don't even know if baker mayfield is going to start for them i guess it's going to be sam darnold but i would i would expect bigger to eventually start but talk to me about the bet you made on the panthers browns in week one because i think that was a really sharp play ahead of time and who do you like here in the nfc south yeah well for
1: me i i looked ahead at that that matchup because we got we got all the news with regarding the browns and deshaun watson's case and i'm um, looking at their qb roster and it, it looks like you know if all things going what they say deshaun watson probably won't be there week one and You're getting Jacoby Brissett week one on the road against, at the time, I was thinking Sam Darnold, maybe it's Baker Mayfield. I don't mind it really either way, but plus three at home, plus 122 money line. I just felt like it was a good time to put that in uh, because I think once the Deshaun Watson news does come, if if not already, I think the line already is at one and a half since that Baker Mayfield trade went down. Um, I think the line's going to start to move. By the time that it's kickoff, it will be seeing the Panthers, I think, favored by around minus, maybe minus one, minus two. So I just thought it was a good early play at this time. Also, I I, I always try to find those teams that have that negative media going on uh, because it's not going to be – nothing. any media like that is not going to be good for your organization at all. So I just thought that was a good play for going forward. Um, Yeah, but going with this division now, Obviously, I don't see any other way but but Tampa Bay. Uh, kind of a lot of uh, question marks for the Saints with their new coaching regime. You know, Saints have always given Tom Brady a, a lot of issues, right? I don't – correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if he's beaten them in the regular season, right? Uh, so uh, – while well, he's been in Tampa. But, you know, that was under, you know, um, Sean Payton's regime. So now it's going to be a completely new look for the Saints not having Kamara for – I think minimum six weeks, maybe possibly is what they're saying. Uh, You know, so that, that could definitely throw a wrinkle and cost them a game or two Uh, coming down to Atlanta. You know, they're, they're, they're definitely rebuilding. They're, they're going to be maybe a a four or five win team at best and Panthers. I don't, we already know if it is Baker Mayfield getting the go. Yeah. He kind of brings a spark sometimes, but, Chris you like to talk about offensive lines obviously and Panthers offensive line isn't there to protect him I mean this is still the same quarterback that couldn't find Odell Beckham Jr. we saw what Odell was able to go in a real with a real quarterback in Matt Stafford so I don't I don't really know if the Panthers gained anything I feel like it was a lateral move like Sam Darnold Baker Mayfield they kind of feel the same to me so I for me, I, I don't, I, I think the, the X factor team is the saints. If you want to put a play that has good value, I think the saints could be that play as long as James Winston's healthy, because when James Winston was healthy last year, go look at his numbers. They were not bad.
0: Yeah. NFL insider Ross Tucker, uh, really likes the saints over too. And, you know, um, I was on the podcast with him last week. And, uh, one of the things he said to your point is, uh, uh, I, I would take Jameis Winston to win a division over Tom Brady, uh, never, right? So, right. Uh, you know, I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to be the Bucks too. At 11 and a half wins, I think their win totals about right. That's the highest win total in the NFL next to the Bills. Uh, but, uh, but I agree. I think the Saints can be very feisty. And we'll see what happens with the other teams in the NFC South. But Arthur Smith is going to have to bring some new, exciting, surprising things for the Falcons in order for the Falcons to get, like, any wins this season, in my opinion. I mean, it's they have one of the lowest win totals. They might, they might have the lowest win total in the NFL at five. No, the Texans have four and a half. Okay, so uh, they're low, but it's just going to be tough for the Falcons to get, I think, even, even a win against the Panthers, who still have more formidable, you know, guys, um, you know, role players on defense, on offense. You know, and and to that point, it's your point about Baker. Kudos to uh, Robbie Anderson for you know trying to you know <laughs> trying to trying to uh, parse out his words a little bit when it comes to Baker Mayfield because they can't be feeling good about the quarterback situation between Sam Darnold and him. Uh, probably going to overly rely on Christian McCaffrey again, and hopefully mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey doesn't get injured, man. Because man, um, all all world talent, uh, but he needs to play a full season. So okay, let's go to the final division here in the NFC, and I'll send this one over to you first. Uh, the NFC West, obviously, Rams are on the top of this division and projected to be heading into this year, but still a lot of uncertainty about some other teams. What do you got here?
1: Yeah, we know where the we know where the Rams are at this point. You know, they're they're definitely going to be the favorite in that division. San Francisco, a lot lot coming out of that. Like, what's going on with Jimmy G there, and is Trey Lance going to be the guy going forward for? for the first team Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a dark horse. They're a team that we saw can catch fire getting the, once they get in the playoffs, they can, they can run with anyone. That's a team. I was even looking at if you want to take a flyer on a team to win the NFC uh, at plus 900, San Francisco 49ers, they got that. They got the good coaching, solid defense, a lot of talent on offense just comes down to, which which uh which quarterbacks going to be showing up and how are they going to be showing up? I I would much rather actually have Jimmy G. I don't really you know we saw Trey Lance play in there last year. He didn't really do anything for me. I think a lot of their offense was predicated on you know running the heck out of Debo Samuel's either in the backfield or as wide receiver. So not really too sure what Trey Lance is going to bring, but obviously they know a lot more than I do. So we will see with that team going forward. As for Seattle, nothing really exciting there. Drew Locke might be able to uh, sneak a few wins here or there. Uh, ultimately, we know what we're going to get with them. Not do you have a, what their win total is right now, Seattle? Yeah,
0: yeah. Seattle's is low. It's at uh, five and a half.
1: Yeah, and that's about. Ultimately, I think I think the under on that one with that division. How tough it is? I mean, I don't really I don't really see Seattle being able to win a game in their division this year. I mean, Arizona, depending on which Arizona team, are we going to get the first half of the season? Arizona team as last year or the last half of the team uh, season, Arizona team. There's a lot of question marks. You know, Kyler Murray wants that, that big contract, but it's, it's just funny to me. Everyone wants a big contract that hasn't done anything yet. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, what they are, but I would definitely tread lightly on, on the Cardinals because they're a team that they, they look hot, they look good, but then they can – wheels can fall off quickly on them as well.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to look up the week one line between the Seahawks and the Broncos, obviously Russell Wilson going over there to Denver. Um, You know, that that's really, that's a game where even though there's some vengeance in play there for Seattle, right. I would not bet on the Seahawks. So the Broncos are five point favorites at home. And that, you know, that's one of the harder places to play. uh, If you're an away team, I, I wouldn't bet um oh I'm sorry, it, it's 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 I'm um, at the Seahawks, but still it's in Seattle, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That says a lot, right? The Broncos five point favorites on the road. Um, that's still not a line that I would step in front of if I want to bet on Seattle. I don't I don't I don't know how you feel about that, Steve. But yeah. I just think I mean Geno Smith and Drew Locke are your options at quarterback right now, unless something changes, like maybe Jimmy G comes over or something. I don't know. Um, but Seattle, I think, is just gonna be a really bad team, man. I mean, their defense rough. Uh, their offensive choices, you know, Russell Wilson. People, you know, I feel like he's kind of, uh, you know, fallen out of vogue a little bit as like, you know, a top tier quarterback. Because now we're talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and everything. There's nobody who I'd rather have the ball in their hands than Russell Wilson in the final two minutes. If you need one more score, he's been holding that team up with 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 a bad offensive attack predicated on on a run for years now, and without any offensive line. Uh, PFF graded them as the worst offensive line in the NFL. Uh, I just, I just don't think that they, you know, I think that Pete Carroll is in his final days Mm -hmm. uh, as a, as a head coach in the NFL. I mean, he's certainly old enough. uh, And I think it's going to be tough. It's just going to be a really tough year for Seattle. I would still go under on their win total, um, you know, and and that's why I kind of think there's still value in the Rams, even at 10 and a half, you know, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of value there, but they're coming back with a mission they reloaded they still have a ton of guys on both sides of the ball um and you know even at 10 and a half right san francisco if they plan on starting trey lance like you said i don't like that situation either uh you know we're putting a lot of faith in in pure talent uh potential right but Mm -hmm. but not a lot has actually happened yet and arizona man um you know they paid jj watt again but that defensive line like, they don't have any depth. It's just really porous right now. They got rid of Chandler Jones. You know, Kyler Murray doesn't seem happy, at least. He was trying to, you know, find find a new place after the offseason. Um, you know, I, I think Seattle and Arizona in, in particular could really fall, and that opens the door for more wins for the Rams. So I, I still think there's some value on the Rams at 10.5, um, and I think we're all kind of sleeping on the Rams a little bit, right? Yeah, Bucks, sure, Chiefs, yeah, Bills. You know, Packers always in the conversation, um, you know, even though they can't win late in the season. But the Rams aren't going anywhere. You know, these these teams in the NFC West are going to have to knock them off their pedestal. So uh, I I still like the Rams to win this division. Uh, you're obviously going to pay, pay the juice on that one. And I still like them over 10 and a half. I still haven't made a play on that because I don't see the value, you know, inherently in the number. But I feel, still think that's a pretty decent number for them. Um, anything else about the NFC South? Uh, well, no, that's a good that's a good point
1: that you say. Like, you don't see the value, and that's another thing with these futures. It's, it gets to a point where um, how much, how many units are you going to be putting in for have your money lot tied up for that long as well? Right. Like, for me, if you're going to make a play on one of these, you want to at least put a substantial size down, so that way you are getting it where you know we're going to have all these other bets in weekly. So, like, why would you put a one unit bet on something that isn't at least giving you value? You know, for yep. a long long term. So I think that's just one important thing to think about when doing these types of bets. Like, yeah, like a team that's minus 150, you're gonna be taking a lot of juice, and you're gonna I think if you're very confident in it, that's where we got to start putting our 10 units down and things like that. Yeah, so. right,
0: right. One of those one of those big ass plays. So Steve, um, I know I know you got a lot going on, you got family over and stuff. Before I let you go, one more question for you. Give me a non-Eagles hot take about the season maybe one team that you think is really going to rise or really going to fall or just some kind of narrative that you think is going to play out this year based on your projections?
1: Uh, it's Minnesota Vikings for me. I think Minnesota Vikings are a team that could win their division, get a home, home field uh, first-round playoff game, and then possibly look to make a run.
0: You, you would think we did something in Circa. We are such an agreeance about a lot of stuff um that's you know no wonder why we're partners that's that's i i, I agree with you man i think they could be pretty sneaky as long as they don't like you know lose against like you know the lions and the falcons like you know, a you know, the problem with them <laughs> they just do that shit you know mm-hmm. And i'm like what are we doing here you know like there are games where the vikings should absolutely win no doubt about it and they and then and then they play like you know like a super bowl team in the really tough games I'm like, what's going yep. on here uh, so, hopefully, Kevin O'Connell brings some more consistency from them. Seems like, again, a player's coach, right? He can really communicate with these guys. Maybe they just needed a change. Uh, so, Steve, thank you for joining me. These are my favorite Thanks, podcasts man. with you, man. Yeah. Talking about the NFL. Follow Bobo Bets, B O H, B O H Bets. You can get our premium plays at the Odds Breakers. Packages are out now. Steve has NFL and soccer packages, which he's going to be starting rolling with. Um, that starts in August, right?
1: Yeah. So, you get August to May of uh, all
0: premium picks for one package. All from one package from August to May and August discounted right now. Yep. Yeah, so if you want these packages, get them now. Obviously, we have some proof that we're pretty good at this. Uh, can't wait to be back with you week to week this season. Steve, we'll have you back in the pod soon to talk about some more NFL stuff. Until next time, buddy.
1: Awesome, guys. Have a good one. Thank you.
0: I love you.